This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. First, let's pray. Happy Father's Day, Lord. Uh, It's so good to be able to say that and to be your child. And so, Lord, we do pray to you as our Father to teach us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 14, these verses here, it's starting in verse 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Okay, now, we've seen that we're, we're coming off of this great miracle of the turning of the five barley loaves and the two fishes into thousands of barley loaves and thousands of fishes, and the people were convinced and they were excited when they saw this that they found the deliverer. There was this great sense of we have found him. And as a matter of fact, that was a common feeling among people when they encountered the Lord. They had this sense of, I found him, I have found him. As a matter of fact, that was John the Baptist. He had this great sense of, I have found him, when he said in John 1.29, John 1.29, he says, next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. So John the Baptist found the Lord, he found the Lord Jesus in this particular sense, and he had this feeling, I found the Lamb of God. And then there was Andrew, Andrew, Peter's brother, and he had this same feeling of I found him when he told his brother Peter in John 141, John 141, it says, he first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. So Andrew found the Lord Jesus to be the Messiah. And then there was Philip, and Philip had this feeling also, I found him, 
when he said to Nathaniel in John 145, John 145, where it says, Philip findeth Nathaniel and saith unto him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So Philip, he found Jesus to be the person that Moses and the prophets were writing about. And then there was this immoral woman, this immoral woman at the well, and she also had this feeling of, I found him when she went to the men of the city who probably were her partners in the immorality. There there were the other parties. And she told them, she told these men in John 4.28, John 4.28, then the woman left her water pot, went into the city and saith to the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? So that woman found Jesus to be the Messiah who told her about her sins. And so in each of these cases, this common feeling of we found him, but then there's an action. There's an action from all these people who have this feeling of I found him. And each one of these people who found the Lord, they sprung immediately into action and they went and told somebody else. They went and told somebody. John the Baptist told everyone who was around him, I found Jesus to be the Lamb of God. And Andrew told Peter, I found Jesus the Messiah. And Nathaniel, Philip told Nathaniel, I found Jesus the person that Moses and the prophets were writing all about. And the woman, she went to all the men. She said, I found the Messiah who told me about my sins. Now, all of these people told someone who they found Jesus to be. And and they told someone because they were excited about their find. They were spin around excited. And that's the Hebrew word. I like that Hebrew word because it sounds like somebody's spinning around. It's the Hebrew word, gilil. So they were like, gilil, excited, spun around. And they told somebody. And if they didn't tell somebody else, you have to wonder, they really have that, I found him feeling or not? And it was this result of this having this feeling of, I found him, that drove them to go and tell somebody else specifically who they found Jesus to be. And it's interesting about this, I found him feeling, is that when a person has this, I found him feeling, there's a couple implications to that. First, a person finds something that they lost. That's the implication of the word find. That feeling of, I found him, it's like the woman who had the 10 pieces of silver and she lost one. You know, every day she probably went there and counted them. What was that? I'm at a missing piece of silver. You know, I do that, not with silver, but with koi fish. I go out to the koi pond and they're swimming around and I count them. Why do I do that? Because of the blue heron. Because he comes and he counts them too. And he sits up either on the roof or down right on the edge there. I hate that blue heron because he stabs the koi fish. And so I, I go out there in the morning and I count up the koi fish to find out if he got one or not. And so this woman did the same thing. She had 10 pieces of silver. She went and counted them. It says in Luke 15, 8, Luke 15, 8, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And once she had found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me. I found the piece which I had lost. And so she was very, very diligent about it. And that's the way I am with the koi fish, because they're not easy to count because they're swimming all around. They have different colors. They get under rocks and so forth. But anyway, before this woman had this feeling of, I found it, and then when she lost it, the piece of silver, 
she had this deep, sinking, empty feeling in her stomach of, I lost it, and I don't have it. And that's what drove her. It was that feeling that drove her. And really, you could say that about all these people who had this feeling of, I found it. Before that, they had the other feeling. I don't have it, and I want it. And that's the other implication of the word found. They found what they were looking for. The man who found the hidden treasure in the other man's field, he didn't just stumble over that hidden treasure when he found it. That man found that hidden treasure in that field because he was looking for it in Matthew 13, 44. Matthew 13, 44, where it describes, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. He was looking for that treasure because he had that feeling of, I don't have it and I want it. And it's the same with the man who found the pearl of great price. He didn't just stumble across that pearl of great price, that valuable pearl, but he found it because he was looking for it. And it says that in Matthew 13, 45, Matthew 13, 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. He maybe didn't even know it existed, but he knew he wanted it and he was looking for it. And the word that's emphasizing all this is that about finding that valuable pearl is the word, the word seeking. A merchant man in, in Matthew 13, 45, 46, a merchant man seeking goodly pearls when he had found one pearl. So that was the point of all these people is they had this feeling of I found him. They found him because they were searching for him. John the Baptist found Jesus to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world because John the Baptist was searching for that Lamb of God to take his own sin away. Andrew found Jesus to be the Messiah because Andrew was searching for the Messiah. Philip found Jesus to be the subject of the Scriptures because Philip was searching for the person who the Bible was speaking about. And the woman at the well found Jesus to be the Messiah who confronts with sin because she was searching for one who knew all about her sin and had the power to forgive and to cleanse her sin. And they all found the Lord specifically for their own need because they were looking for the Lord to specifically meet their need. They found the Lord they were looking for because they were searching for him. It was Isabel Kuhn. She was a missionary to the Lisu tribe people in China. And she wrote a book. And I'll be honest with you, I never read the book, but I read the title. <laughs> and I love the title. It's just two words. It's simply by searching, by searching. Those two words describe so much because they describe how each one of these people found Christ. It was by searching. It was not by floating it was by searching. And if there's no searching, there's no finding. And that explains why a person can sit under the best Bible teaching and even know the Bible forwards and backwards and never find Christ. Because unless a person engages in the by searching, he will never experience the feeling of, I found him. Just like the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And that explains what we're doing in the Summer Blitz that's going on right now, where these 33 Bible students 
are fighting their way through a lot of opposition, a lot of obstacles all over the country to reach the Jewish people in the summer blitz. And right now you'll read the story how one group of six is fighting their way with five of them with having COVID and they're off the field for the moment. But each one of those students, what are they doing out there? That's what they're asked by the Jewish people. How dare you? What are you doing here? Each one of those students is really looking for that one, that Jewish person who has that deep, sinking, empty feeling in their stomach that they don't have what they need and they're searching for what they want. And if a Jewish person that they encounter is very happy with their religion of traditions and customs, and he's not searching for anything more, then they give him the gospel and they move on hoping that he'll enter into that by searching phase. And if a Jewish person is very happy and content with his life of, I don't need God, and he's not searching for anything more, then they give him the gospel and they move on hoping that he will enter into that by-searching phase. And they do this, we do this door-to-door, person-to-person, until we find that person who's in that state of by-searching for that more than what he has. And that's who was found in Ezra, and you see his picture this morning in Bolton. That's why Ezra reached out and found the Lord Jesus to be what he was searching for, because it all comes down to an issue of by searching, and what is that person searching for? And this was the issue that the Lord Jesus was addressing when he asked his disciples in Matthew 16, 13, Matthew 16, 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, Elijah, some Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He saith unto him, but whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he asked his disciples, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? But what he was really asking in that question was who were men searching for and who did they find me to be? And he got the answer, well, some were looking for John the Baptist, they found you to be John the Baptist. And some were looking for Elijah and Jeremiah, one of the prophets, they found you to be Elijah and Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And then he turned the question around when he said, whom say ye that I am? In other words, who do you say I am? And again, what he really was asking in that question was, who were you looking for? Who were you searching for? And who did you find me to be? And then when Peter spoke for the whole group and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, what Peter was really saying was, we were searching for the Messiah, we were searching for God the Son, and we found you to be the Messiah, and we found you to be God the Son. Because finding the Lord all comes down to by searching. And the worst state, the worst state that a person could be in life is described in Revelation 3.15. Revelation 3.15, where the Lord said, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing. That's the worst state that a person could be in where he says, I have Revelation 3.17, I have need of nothing because a person that has need of nothing from God will be seeking nothing from God 
and be searching for nothing. And that person who is seeking nothing from God will find nothing from God because need drives searching. And this is why God puts so much emphasis in his word on searching on or what he calls seeking, as he says in Jeremiah 29, 13. Jeremiah 29, 13. Ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. This is why he says in Proverbs 8, 17, Proverbs 8, 17, I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. This is why the charge was given to the priests in 1 Chronicles 22, 19, 1 Chronicles 22, 19, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Seek him for the needs. And, uh, and this is why there was this very unusual covenant that they went into in 2 Chronicles 15, 12. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, God of their fathers, with all their heart, with all their soul, and that whosoever would not seek the Lord, God of Israel, should be put to death whether small or great, whether man or woman. And sometimes there is someone that a person is looking for and Jesus does not want to be that person. He doesn't want to be that person. And this is what happened in our chapter here in verse 22. When straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him into the other side while he sent the multitude away. The crowd was searching and they were seeking for Jesus to be something that he did not want to be, and he did not want to be found as that. And that's explained in John 6, 12. John 6, 12, in this passage here is where it says in John 6, 12, and when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle, that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force and make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when evil has now come, the disciples went down to the sea. So the people saw the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 and they said, he is who we have been searching for. He is the king who will defeat the Romans. And those people said, we have found Jesus, our king, who will free us from the Romans. And the Lord's response to the people was, I'm leaving. And the Lord's response to the multitude was, leave now. All because Jesus was not willing to be sought for and not willing to be found as their king who would defeat the Romans for them, but to be sought for and found as the Messiah the Lord's response was, yes, search and find me as the Messiah. To be sought for and found as the Lamb of God who takes away personal sin, the Lord's response was, yes, search for me and find me as your Lamb of God who takes your sin away. And this is the meaning that we get into in verse 35, verse 35, where it says, the men of that place had knowledge of him, and they sent out to all that country round about. So when it says in verse 35, they had knowledge of him, that means that they were searching for the person who would heal their diseases. And they found him to be the healer of their diseases. And that's why they gathered up all the people around about, because they were searching for, and they found now the answer to their diseases. And so 
Now, the Lord constrains his disciples to get into the boat. He sends them off into the Lake of Galilee to travel to the other side of the lake while he has gone into a mountain to pray. And a terrible storm has now come up. And, you know, the history, the Lord rescues them. He gets into the boat with the disciples. And now they arrive on the other side in verse 34 into a land called Gennesaret. And they arrive there and news travels very fast among the people there. And before you knew it, they've sent out into all the countryside, Jesus has arrived, Jesus has arrived. Hurry up, bring all the people with diseases to be healed. Now, this is the only time that we have a record of the Lord visiting this land of Gennesaret. It's a neighboring land to another land called the land of the Gadarenes. And what's interesting, what ties this both together so interestingly is that there's a word that's used for the response to the people, to the Lord's coming for the people of the Gadarenes, and there's a word that's used for a response of the Lord's coming to the people of Gennesaret, and that word is besought. So in the land of the Gadarenes, the Lord healed, you remember, a demon-possessed man and he sent the demons into this herd of pigs and they ran violently into the lake and they were drowned. And that was a big financial loss to, the, to somebody. And so the people of the, the response of the people of the Gadarenes was Matthew 8, 28, Matthew 8, 28. When he was come to the other side into the country of the Gergesenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, of Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from, uh, from them, a herd of, of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, That if thou cast us off, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of the swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished in the waters. And they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told everything what was befallen to the possessed of the devil. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coast. They wanted him go. The man that was a demon possessed, that was a problem for the Gadarenes. But losing a whole heart of, of pigs, that was a much greater problem for them. And so because of that, because in the process of healing the demon possessed man, there was this great financial loss of the pigs, because of that, the people of the Gadarenes besought the Lord, just leave, please leave. This is gonna cost us too much money if you stay here. And so as far as the Gadarenes were concerned, they had no need for Christ when they besought him to leave. But on the same lake, the same lake, neighbors to these people, the Gadarenes, were these people of Gennesaret, and they needed Christ. So they besought the Lord that he would stay and allow them to bring their disease could touch the hem of his garment so they could be healed. How's that possible that two peoples who are neighbors to each other should have such opposite responses to the Lord's coming? One, the Gadarenes, they beg him to leave him alone. The other, the people of Gennesaret, they beg him to stay and allow the disease to touch his clothes. So the difference was the... Um, the people of Gennesaret, they needed the Lord, but the people of the Gadarenes, they said, we don't need you. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.